We are so glad you're back for this third episode of the Brentwood Academy Family Update Series. There are a lot of new faces in our Christian Life Department, and in this episode, you'll hear from Christian Life Director Freddie Scott, Middle School Christian Life Director J.D. Binger, as well as department members Linus Wynn and Matt Brown. We'll learn more about the role of the Christian Life Department and its impact on our students and families at Brentwood Academy. Here we go. Hello, thanks for joining us. My name is Matt Brown, uh, part of the Christian Life Department here at Brentwood Academy, and I'm joined here by other members of the Christian Life Department for a little family update on what's going on with us. So um, we'll just go around the table here and introduce ourselves. Uh, like I said, my name is Matt Brown. I teach the uh, uh, four sections of the senior Bible class, Christian Dynamics. I'm also senior grade chair. Um, I think I'll turn it over here to Freddie Scott. All right, Freddie Scott. I'm the director of Christian Life. Uh, excited about this new role in helping uh, just to bring the vision of what our hearts have been to do to be able to impact young people for Christ and working with such an amazing team. Um, and not all of the team is represented here today, but this is uh, the team that we're able to assemble to have this amazing conversation to give you a, a sneak peek uh, and it's, into what may be, as well as to be able to look behind the scenes about the work that's being done each and every day. And I'm Linus Nguyen. I'm actually new this year to BA. Um, I teach in Christian Dynamics for the 12th grade year, as well as a sophomore elective for Bible. And uh, apart of being part of the faculty team and here at the Christian Life, I hope that I would have a voice and an influence um, with faculty curriculum and parent engagement and to be able to be an encouragement and a voice to these things, um, striving towards a love of Christ and love for the gospel. And my name is J.D. Binger. I'm the Middle School Christian Life Director. So anything, any endeavor, any experience of uh, the Christian life in the middle school, I get to be a big part of that and partner with Matt and Freddie and Linus to help these kids grow towards uh, the Lord and other good things. All right. Well, so yeah, we're here to talk about a lot about what we're currently doing, also some things that may be coming down the coming down the pike here uh, in the year and year to come, years to come. Um, but Freddie, why don't you start us off with just a summary of the statement of faith and what what all of this is built around? Yep. And so many of you have heard or should have heard the statement of faith during either admission day uh, interviews or during the application process. It really is the foundation. Uh, and core values of what we believe as a school pertaining to the Word of God. And so there's five basic elements to it. And the first one is we believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. We believe that uh, God's Word truly is what it says. It's a lamp into our feet, a light into our pathway, and something that we can rest and trust in uh, as, as, as a guiding principle and God's words and instruction to us on how to live our lives. The second one is sin, that we all have sinned. All men have sinned and fallen short. Uh, I have not met a perfect person, but we do know the perfect one, which is number three, Jesus. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father but by him, and, and that salvation is in Jesus and in Christ alone. Uh, the fourth point is the redemptive work and the continuing work of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit right now is at work in the earth today. In fact, Jesus said, if I don't go away, he can't come. And there's so many things that uh, we can teach on just on the work of the Holy Spirit 
and our lives individually as well as our lives corporately as a church body. And then lastly, we believe in the second coming of Jesus, that Jesus is coming again and coming again soon. And uh, we're excited about the culmination of all the work that God has done and what he's going to continue to do up until that point. Awesome. Thank you. And we should just let our audience know, if, if you want to look further into our statement of faith, uh, our diversity statement, and, and other statements that we have in there, other, um, other sort of guiding principles that we have, you can find them in our handbook, um, but also on the website. Uh, just directing you there in case you want to take a, take a deeper look into that. Uh, Freddie, I'm going, to, I'm going to stick with you, and, and Linus, you may want to jump in here, but I wanted you just to, as we as we dive into this, kind of flesh out for our audience this uh, this tree that we've that we've come up that we're, we're we're kind of orienting ourselves around and orienting our our different aspects of Christian life around. So this tree diagram or picture metaphor, yeah. yeah. What do you want to call it? Yeah. So we've been knee deep in discussion around curriculum and vision and overall objectives as a department to live out the mission of BA and the opportunity as a Christian life department to be able to do it but also do it from a through a biblical lens where we're not reinventing the wheel we're we're simply doing what God's word says to do and giving ourselves and our students a chance to apply God's word to their life to be able to get those results. And there's a passage in, in the word of God in, in the first Psalms where it talks about um, blesses the person that doesn't sit in the counsel of the ungodly and it goes into these things, uh, illustrations of who you're not listening to, but it says his delight is in the law of the Lord and in, in it does he meditate day and night and he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And so in that um, passage, it gave this illustration of this tree and being rooted and grounded in also the fruit that will happen as a result of going through this process. And so we use that passage as sort of our visual illustration of, okay, well, what would um, a student at BA, what would it look like to impact culture so that the roots of that student can be able to be rooted in God's word. What would the trunk look like? How do we know that they're getting strong and able to withstand the tests and trials of life? And and how do we support that? And then ultimately, what's the fruit of someone that is walking in the things of God, applying God's word to their life, where we can say, oh yes, that is a person that's actually walking this out. And so it's exciting. We want to develop the root, not necessarily chase the fruit, the fruit will be a byproduct of us doing the things that God has said for us to do. But that's sort of the backdrop to why we use that image and everything else that's being done through our middle school, our upper school, through our classes, through our programs should be should be a continuum of how we are living that out as a as a community. Yeah, that's and I, I really like I really like the way this is this is fleshing out. Linus, is there anything that you want to say that we're we're gonna we're going to dive in and, and talk about foundation, the roots, flourishing, uh, the kind of the, the trunk or the growth, and then the fruitfulness. Uh, and I know I'm going to turn it over to you then, but is there anything just at the outset? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the illustration that Freddie put in front of us as the, the Psalm 1 picture was just really helpful just to visualize and encapsulate where it is that we're going. But I could also see that as this uh, graphic organizer, uh, you know, organizer for our efforts at the school. 
um, seeing that the Christian life hopefully becomes like a heartbeat that really pumps life into everything that we do, but to also help us realize that this idea of spiritual formation or moral education or biblical literacy or whatever you have it is, is, is an assessment on the department and an institution as a whole. So being able to delineate and find out what are those foundational things, what structures we have, and what it is we're aiming for was just visually helpful. Um, a good place for us to come to the table, be able to all contribute to that, and to give us an assessment of what it is that we're doing, where is it that we're going, and what is it we're striving for. Because um, we know that culture is defined by what we say yes to and what we say no to. So having this as kind of a framework helps us to say yes to things mm-hmm. and no to things and find an identity that defines and, I guess you can say, informs mm-hmm. what we do as a culture in, within our school. So I think it was just helpful to have that portrait in mind and where it is that we're going. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, JD, talk about talk about the roots. Talk about um, a year in the life, a day in the life of middle school Bible. Um, what we currently do. What are some things coming down the pike? Maybe. Yeah. So if we're looking at a year in the life of a middle school student, what kind of Christian life experience are they going to have? Uh, I would say we start off with every day in their A1 or B1, we're going to kick off with a biblical reading. Uh, currently this year, we are going through the Action Bible, and we're going to read the entire Action Bible over the course of the year. And the heartbeat behind that is, you know, from where we stand, there's a serious lack of biblical literacy, right? And so just the desire to put God's Word in front of their eyes so that it can begin to take root in their head and their heart, right? And Building from that, we go to a weekly experience, uh, and that's chapel. So in chapel, students are going to hear practical, real-life application of biblical truth. So, you know, if the Bible says this, what do I do with it? How does that change how I live? How does that change how I think about myself or others or God? How how does that change my practical, real living? Uh, And the the goal there is to help students understand that the Bible isn't just some informational text, but the Bible changes our lives, right? Uh, if, if we move on from that, you know, uh, we go every day there's reading, every week we have chapel. Uh, one of the four quarters during the year, a middle school student is going to take a Bible exploratory. Mm-hmm. So, for the sixth grader, that's going to be the attributes of God. They're going to be studying God's nature. Who is he? And, you know, how do we sort of discern that? Well, we look at what the Bible says, and and we look at various stories and passages in Scripture, and we say, well, what can we conclude from that? You know, is God our provider? Is he our creator? How can we tell that? Are we just making this stuff up, or is it just right here on the page, you know, if we're willing to, to, to look at it and, and contemplate it a little bit? Moving on to seventh grade, we're looking at Christian disciplines. What what does a Christian do? How how are we supposed to be healthy believers? Or like, is it just going to church? You know, is it just like you're supposed to pray before you eat? Like like, boom, covered my bases. Or like, is there a little more to it? You know, yeah. and walking students through that, and then and then trying to explore that and even do some of those things in class. And so it's not just this conversation about, but a practice of. And currently in eighth grade, we're exploring the idea of what 
what we can see, learn, and know about God from an outside perspective looking in. You know, we live in a world that is fairly antagonistic towards the things of the Lord and the gospel. And so uh, helping students, um, helping students by giving them a worldview picture that many people outside of our school have and say, hey, here's how you still find God in that worldview, right? So so it's not it's not just live within the bubble and, and, and cling to these beliefs. No, no, the beliefs aren't in a bubble, right? God, God made the world. He made everything in it. And so we don't have to be afraid that, uh, you know, if someone introduces a new concept to me that God hasn't considered that, that somehow that shakes my faith. But to really undergird that faith uh, by looking at faith from outside, from all sorts of perspectives, from historical, from a philosophical, biological, cosmological, I mean, all these different kind of vantage points to give a really full and growing picture of the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. So that will happen once, uh, one one quarter during the year. And then I'd say the last component of Christian life in the middle school is uh, trying to develop a deeper and more robust concept of service. One of the ways that we intentionally pursue that thought right now is through our Joe Campbell service days. This happens uh, one day, both semesters. And this is a time when when we're really trying to highlight the biblical mandate to to love God and love people. And, and how are we supposed to do that? Through service. And uh, our Joe Campbell service days may look like us going into the community and finding some place that could use a, a few hands to help and get our hands dirty. Uh, the one that's coming right up is going to look a little bit different. We're actually going to bring some people from the community who are doing some great things with organizations, and they're going to cast a vision for what it looks like to live a life of service using their talents and passions and perhaps even plant some seeds of ideas of, hmm, Maybe I can do that someday. Maybe this is how God might be leading me to help love and serve others through my personality and those gifts and talents he's given to me. Yeah, and that's, that's great. I, stuff that we're talking about in our culture that is so fast-paced, how do you, how do you ingrain it into each person? It's, it's important to stop for the one. It's important to stop for the hurting. It's important to to serve where we can, right? To take time out of our own busy schedules. So, um, I we're supposed to move on to flourishing from moving from uh, kind of from middle school and the roots and laying that foundation to uh, to growth through the upper school. And and I was gonna I was gonna field that. And as I started going through, I was like, well, there's there's a lot to talk about here. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize each each point that I see and and if you guys want to jump in on on something, um, feel free to. So within the day within the day of a of an upper school student in Christian life, uh, you know, right now we currently have two two required classes: freshman world religions and uh, Christian Dynamics, uh, which Linus and I teach in the senior senior class. And then we have two electives. Uh, uh, Linus' is practical theology class for, um, for sophomores, and then uh, a Life of Jesus elective that uh, Steve Widmeyer teaches. He also teaches the, the World Religions class. So we have those, those landmarks throughout the, uh, uh, throughout 
uh, each grade um, and looking to, if we're talking about our hopes and desires for the future, I think one of the big things that we're, we're looking at is, um, is, is connecting that sixth through 12th grade experience, bringing a kind of a, a, a progression of we've, 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 we've had each class sort of on an Island and, and it's been, it's been good and there's been great content and all of that, but our desire is to take it even one step further that we bring it from 6th to 12th and we have this growing continuum and even common language across the board that we're using to uh, to disciple students. So I, I, I'm really excited about where we're going with that. But those are our, those are our classes. Um, in terms of how the daily schedule goes, or daily and weekly, we have our morning scriptures. Uh, we're not doing the Action Bible, but we have, we have scriptures each morning in class that go, hopefully what we're hoping for each day is that we're going beyond just reading to actually engaging, even just taking a few minutes to engage. uh, What is God saying to you through this passage? What does it mean? Uh, How can you apply this to your life? And taking some time to reflect on a morning scripture before we jump into our day. Um, We have chapel each week uh, with different speakers, and and I I love some of the things we've been able to do this year. giving us more time to worship, uh, you know, working that out and and being able to, to kind of have us all facing the same direction in the theater. Just even some of the logistics of that has been has been really fun to see just how it's how it's different. Um, and uh, Joe Campbell Service Day, like you mentioned, uh, we do that twice a year. Um, we're, we're trying to figure out how do we do that best? How do we instill a, a heart for service um, with students? And um, one of the things that is uh, one of the things that is uh, uh, for the for the seniors for the seniors that only the seniors do is the uh, senior theme verse retreat. They kick off the year with um, with a retreat where we take the entire senior class out and um, spend the day fellowshipping, hanging out. We we actually have added in worship and uh, and just talking to them, preparing them for senior year. But then uh, toward the end, we wrap it up with, with breaking them up into small groups, letting them discuss uh, and choose a verse in their small groups to present to the class. Uh, they, they eventually, as a class, will vote on that night. They vote on a theme verse for the year that the entire school will, will sort of uh, build the year around, uh, something we're going to meditate on and, and try to live out throughout the entire year. Um, Lastly, on the back end of the year, we'll have a we we have a Sabbath day. Uh, we'll do one or two uh, Sabbath day retreats um, during the school day, where we we just give them we talk to them about Sabbath rest and the importance of rest, um, and give them some some time to uh, to just enjoy the day, take a break from work, right, and all the normal work that they're doing. So we have all of those things in place. In addition to that, um, we, some new things that we're doing uh, this year. Uh, maybe some of you experienced the, uh, the you 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 opted in for our Advent um, our Advent study as we went through uh, the twenty five days of Advent, um, talking about who Jesus is. Uh, that is that is part of what we want to do. Uh, a new thing we want to do. We 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 really want to be delivering content to students and parents in our community. Uh, just to help, uh, hopefully, encourage uh, and equip. Um, and I know, I know, uh, Freddie, you and Linus may have have more to talk about in terms of some potential resources there. That we we want to be a department that uh, that helps and serves 
our fellow faculty, our students, our, uh, our, our parents, our community. Yeah, it's, what's, what's really cool in this space of technology and the things that we now have access to is we, we're learning so much, not just about not necessarily what the Word of God says, but we're learning so much about where students are right now and also helping to identify what gaps there may be, whether or not it's a gap of, do they attend church consistently? How much of the Bible are they reading and applying? Um, and, and when people have experiences, one of the cool things we did do this year is we made a, uh, a fresh start page where if a student uh, says, hey, I was in chapel or I was in worship service, we are at this event, and I asked Jesus to come into my heart or I decided to rededicate my life, we, we, there's a way for us to allow for them to let us know, hey, I made this decision. And based on that information, they can also let us know, hey, I am a part of a church or I'm not a part of a church. And we can then connect them either to a youth ministry resource or or because, again, we're a school, not a church. But at the same time, we can try to provide these additional resources uh, that will allow them to be able to take these baby steps. Right. We, we, whenever you come to the come to the Lord and and, and anything in life, uh, you, you're not going to necessarily be be this spiritual giant day one. We, we're we're babes in Christ, and so we want to try to help young people. If I'm struggling with with depression or anxiety, okay, what are some scriptures that we can? And, and these are these are more future speaking things that we the direction we like to go is identifying are there things that we can help people where I can go to this site, I can go here, and I can find what the Word of God says about this. And that's the reason why JD and Linus have been doing such a great job in their daily uh, scriptures because those scriptures hopefully will give you a frame of reference that, oh, I didn't know that was in the Bible. Oh, I didn't know that was in there. So when, I, when I'm when i challenged with something, now we get the chance to be able to engage that student with, hey, remember the word says this. This is what it means to actually apply it. And I wish life was simple where... You can read the Bible and just apply it, and there's no challenges, no issues. no. <laughs> and, but I haven't figured that one out yet. I guess that doesn't happen until we get to heaven. Yeah. So so until then, how do we live this out? And and these pieces, whether or not it's an Advent series or, or digital pieces that allows students to let us know where they are, decisions that they've made, it allows us to be able to gauge them in a very practical way uh, that hopefully allows them to see that, God is mindful of them and that they can walk in the things of God without any uh, setbacks or obstacles or anything else that sometimes can just cloud your mind and, and what does this thing actually look like? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's something I'm, I'm really excited about is just is being able to create more content that we hopefully is helpful to our community at large. Um, and so, like I said, just to reiterate for just things we're looking at, a 6th through 12th curriculum that that uh, that we roll out over time that is that is uh, that has even more continuity across the board um, and some common language and things like that that we're bringing into it. Um, we're going to continue to offer these uh, devotionals uh, this year. We're going to do we're, we did Advent. We had a really great time with that. We're going to turn out. Uh, we're we're working on a Lent series that will that will start obviously February twenty second on Ash Wednesday. Uh, we're looking forward to that. We're in progress of working on that. We'd love for you to to tune into that, opt in for that. Um, and and one of the things that we're we're always told, I think one of the one of the 
great things about working here is is the people. I mean, just I, I love the people that I work with. We have amazing people here, and I think what what we hear a lot is, hey, it's it, we're sending our kids there a lot for the relationships that they build. And so uh, I want to I want to highlight that in terms of flourishing. Um, I, I tell our seniors all the time, you've got you got a few more months. Who do you need to, to rub elbows with there? You've got some great teachers here. Who do you need to spend time with and sit under and ask questions and and all of that? And 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 part of what we want to look at in the future is is our teachers do an amazing job. How can we continue to develop them more and more so that we're we are we're teaching across the board from. Uh, from a biblical perspective, even more, just just developing that even more, uh, so that students are getting a richer experience, uh, even more rich uh, rich than they are now in the classroom. So, uh, those are some things uh, that we're looking forward to and really excited about. Linus, I wanted to turn it over to you to kind of just that that big picture of fruitfulness. What is this all pointing to? What is our hope? Yeah, and um, well just to kind of revisit the whole image of everything, right? If you look at the foundation, we are wanting to start with a solid rooted system of biblical literacy. Um, but we would even probably challenge it to then say moving from biblical literacy into a category of what we've been talking about is a biblical fluency, right? Just like learning a language. Um, you start with the mechanics and then all of a sudden you get comfortable with it. And then all of a sudden you make good use of it. And it's, it's the nature and the life of Scripture in Christ that becomes a part of the life in which we live, and the stories begin to match and link up. And so the foundational aspect is building that fluency. And um, it's just, you know, one of my mentors had said earlier on, he asked us, like, what is the purpose of Bible study? And everyone had all the different answers, right? Like getting, getting the right answers or whatever, knowing the right answers and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, he just turned to us and said, to know your Savior and to have a changed life. And it's, it's this idea of what it means to understand the gospel, understand scripture, how to dive into it, and then how to make it live in and through us. And then as that's being established, then you have this, the, this, uh, this trunk or the structures. Um, and what I loved about just my first year here so far is that when you sit around a table with people who are willing to be adventurous and faithful, then you can make little changes that yield huge results, whether it is a little a little thing that we have uh, looked at making chapel experience a bit different, or even like the, the, the senior theme verse retreat, um, you know, Matt, with your idea about doing the, the, the feet washing thing, um, you know, what probably in my estimation started off as sitting down and brainstorming to say, what can we do to make a kid understand this better? Mm-hmm. I think ended up turning into a practice that was probably more critical to us as the faculty. Yeah. Right. So they yeah. get to see a body of people serving them, but we get to see what it looks like and feels like to bow our knees in front of our students. Yeah. And so honestly, a small change or a small inclusion yielded this this whole really formative aspect of the trajectory of where we're going. And now you begin to see, as the psalm put it, um, in due season, we hope to see the fruit that comes from it. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and this is the hard part because we can't promise certain particulars or even degrees or variations of said maturity. Right. But we get to strive for the greatest perfect picture of it. And all along the way, we get to see God surprise us every step of the way. And so when you look at the idea of maturity, we're looking at a body of people or an individual who have their powers of discernment trained to discern good and evil and practice that which is good. 
right? We have, we have the ability for a person to look at culture and life and every aspect of themselves and others in the world and religion and be able to understand where the goodness of God, the virtues of God, and the gospel is in all these things and live life accordingly. Uh, we're looking at a person who has a keen ability to hear the unique voice of their father and give themselves to that divine authority and finding out that their greatest honor is to give God the highest glory. And that's where they'll be the happiest. And so hearing from their father, hearing the great shepherd, being led by the Spirit of God, producing and cultivating the fruit of the Spirit, but at the same time being very serious about waging war against sin and the flesh. Mm -hmm. Um, And you put those things together, we realize then that we are always adding to our faith and progressing and growing. But at the same time, I think that my hope for any senior is um, that they realize that they haven't arrived, that have not yet arrived. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I really do hope that that's the same for our colleagues as well, which I think the, the scripture verse in the mornings is kind of an inter- interesting thing because it is a practice that's been there before our time, um, my time especially. Um, but it's the same thing. We're doing the same thing. But now there's, I, I think that there's a conversation of heart behind it. Because it's not just something that we want the kids to do, but we hope that that same verse that the faculty read in order to think about and ask and partake in is also very informative to them as well. And then with those resources, hopefully um, providing more more attention, intentionality uh, with not only our colleagues, but also our families, that they can be a fly on the wall, see what's going on in the classroom, hear the same conversations, and be a part of the same growth and the journey um, in their kids' education and spiritual lives. And, you know, for us to be be able to be a part of that has been a real encouragement. So I think that's the big picture of what maturity looks like and our desire for maturity and praying that the Lord would have favor on us as, as we do all those things. Yeah, that's that's great. Thank you for that. I love the way you kind of pulled that full circle and and, uh, and summed that up for us, what our, what our hope is there. I see you taking notes, Freddie. Do you... <laughs> Is that for this? Do you need this is so. Is that things you got to do? I'll, 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 just, I'll just say when you get preachers in the room, one scripture no, yeah. is going to take. But I will say this: it's not a grocery list, it's a grocery <laughs> spiritual it's list. Okay. Um, there, I re, I'm reminded one of my uh, one of my mentors uh, in our seminary uh, said this. He said, "God's word has efficacy, meaning it has the ability to produce itself." Now, it's great if I believe in it, and then I can see that it happens. But it's God's will is going to happen whether or not I believe it or not. That's just the reality. Now, there's a benefit to you believing God's word, understanding God's word, applying God's word, and seeing God's word lived out and seeing him lived in and through. There's a benefit for that. And what I love, you, you referenced being led with the Spirit, uh, the scripture that came uh, in mind about this biblical f- uh, efficacy and being able to have this fluency in scripture. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done. That it, I remember when I first read that, I thought, it was, did God just give us like this blank check for scriptures that we can just pray anything at any point in time? And that, But... The condition, will you abide in me 
and allow my word to abide in you? Will you study my word enough to where you know what I say about this? Will you study my word enough to understand what I think about you, what I think about this situation, what I think about the people around you, what I think about the world, so that you can truly transform the way you think so the way you think is the way I think? And when you get to that place, yes, you can ask what you will because your desire is really my desire because you allow my word to transform your heart. So you don't just see people. You see people that I made and that I died for. And I think that's where that spiritual maturity truly comes because usually our issues are with people. I don't like what they did, what they said. I can't believe they did it. You go through that whole... At the end of the day, Jesus died for every single person that has a heartbeat right now. And obviously that's an aspirational goal, but to be able to allow the root, that foundation of exposing ourselves and our students to what does God's word say about this, and then allowing them to choose to accept it and apply it. Now, if not, I'm going to give you this disclaimer because obviously we can't control people's free will. You can send your child here, and and it doesn't mean that they're going to become this biblical <laughs> giant theologian. Yep. Or, but if you've ever been a Sea World, and you went to that Shamu exhibit, and they have like a, a a painted section of the seats where it says, "If you sit here, this is the splash zone. You will get wet." <laughs> well, this is a spiritual splash zone here at BA. That hey, you may not want to get wet. But you're going to get wet with the word. You're going to be exposed to what God's word says. And our prayer is that our students and our community's hearts are open and receptive to allow God's word to be sown in their heart. Yeah, that's great. I uh, Thank you guys for for all of this input, for for summarizing each, each aspect of this so well. Um, just... I, as you're sitting there talking, I'm just thinking, just finishing out that 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 very simple, our very simple founding motto: "Let truth prevail." Uh, I just I, I hear that in discerning truth from error and and learning a biblical worldview and and seeing you know just getting this holistic picture of what God is doing and what God has done and um, and hope of sending kids off, sending sending kids off into adulthood, bearing fruit uh, for the kingdom. So. Um, Guys, once again, thank you. Uh, if I can make one more shameless plug to our audience to uh, to opt in for, I'll be looking for our, our Lent uh, devotional series, uh, 40 days uh, walking through Lent starting February 22nd. And uh, it'll be kind of a mix of some video, um, a daily reading, and uh, and hopefully just very encouraging as we, as we prepare our hearts uh, to celebrate Jesus and the resurrection. So um, thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll see you again next time.